thank you so much for speaking into my life. Thank you, Bennett. I receive it all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We thank God for today. We thank God for the opportunity to fellowship together once again. And I welcome you all to the seat of Christ where we learn his word and we learn his ways through his word. Hallelujah. And we learn about him so that we may be like him. Is it to God to be is more important than to do. Hallelujah. Amen. I said to God, to be is more important than to do. Hallelujah. That is why he said, when he has received him, he says he gave the power to become, that is to be, sons of God. Because with God, when he meets you, when you become, you can do what you are. Uh, because every man does what he is. Hallelujah. You can't do what you are not. So God makes you into that. Then you can do. He made you a saint so you can live as a saint. Don't be a sinner and do and thinking that by doing you become a saint. No. That is why he says that righteousness are like filthy rags before me. You can't become righteous by your doing. You can't do to become righteous. He made you righteous, so now you can live the righteous life. Hallelujah. And I pray that whatever God whatever God wants to make you, may he make you in the name of King Jesus. Whatever God has destined to make you, may he make you in the name of King Jesus. May grace bring you to that place where you become what God wants you to be. And the ingredient, or would I say the material by which God makes you, is his word. You become through God's word. You become through God's word. Hallelujah. You become through God's word. You become through God. That's why when we gather on the line, we don't preach philosophy. We don't share ideologies of men. We discuss God's word. We share God's word. We prophesy God's word. We speak God's word. Hallelujah. And tonight I believe that the word of God is going to come to us and it is going to make us to become. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in the book of James, chapter number 1, verse 5, that if any of you lacks wisdom, listen to this very well. I love this. The Bible says, if any, any of you, doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter, you know, your level of education. If you just realize you lack wisdom, the Bible says, let him ask God. Let him ask God. And this statement is true for all things. Not only wisdom. If you lack anything, he says, ask God. What does he say? Ask God. He says, if any lacks wisdom, let him do what acts God. Then the next thing he does is he, he describes God in terms of the way he gives. He's going to tell us how God gives. His nature when it comes to giving. Look at it. He says, who gives generously to all. Hallelujah. Let's consider that phrase. The God we serve, our Father, the Bible teaches that He gives generously. He gives profusely. He gives abundantly. He gives 
boating me. It's almost like he's pouring it like an avalanche upon you. When you ask for this amount, he multiplies it by a million and pours it upon you. He gives generously to all, to all, not to some. God's generous giving is not for only those who have lived righteous this week. God's generous giving is not for only those who are rich or those who are poor or those who come from a certain tribe or those who live in a certain part of the world. No matter who you are, young or old, rich or poor, whether you're educated or not, no matter your level of education and societal status, if you ask God, he will give you liberally, generously, no matter who you are. So it is a level playing field before God because the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. The Bible says that he is rich unto all. God is rich unto all. Hallelujah. All you have to do is do what? Ask. And I love what continues. He says, He gives generously to all without reproach. Without reproach. Do you know what that means? In other versions, He says, He gives generously to all without abrading. Without abrading a reproach. They are the same thing. And what that means is that God gives generously to you without complaining. You know, sometimes you go to somebody to ask for something and you ask and the person starts complaining. He's going to give it to you right but he starts complaining. And the person starts accusing you. And then the person starts, you know, saying harsh words. Oh, you already came for this. Are you coming again for another one? You already came for $5,000. You are coming again. Just one week you spent everything and you are coming again for another $2,000. What is wrong with you? You know, have you ever been in that place before? That is mine. With God, when you go to him today and ask for wisdom and he gives it to you, tomorrow when you go, he will not complain that yesterday you came for wisdom. Are you coming for wisdom again? He will give it to you. That is the God we serve. He gives without complaint. Today you took your knees to God. And then tomorrow you go again, oh God. God doesn't complain. Ah, you are bothering me too much. Yesterday you came. Today you've come again. What is wrong with you? God doesn't do that. And the other thing it means is that God does not censure you or rebuke you sharply for asking. You know sometimes our parents, you're going to ask for something and you start enumerating all the sins you've committed. All the things you've done wrong that week. You did not wash the dishes when he sent you. You didn't go. So, you know, he said, you want to ask me for this. When I told you to do this, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. He names all and rebukes you sharply before he gives it to you. God doesn't do that. Hallelujah. Amen. God doesn't do that. He gives liberally without abrading, without reproach. And the only thing that sometimes stops us asking God is because we think God will reproach us. We think God would upbraid us. But he says that he gives generously to all, to all, to all without reproach.
That is the God we serve. Let this inject confidence into your heart to go before the throne of God and place your request before him. No wonder the Bible says that come boldly to the throne. Hallelujah. Come how? Boldly. When you have when you have the knowledge of who God is and how he responds to you, you ask him anything, it will cause you to come with confidence in what his word has said. Do you know that God responds to you just like he responds to Christ? When you lift up your voice in prayer, God hears you as though Jesus is the one talking and responds to you as though Jesus is the one asking him. Jesus said, in that day you ask me nothing because the Father loves you just as he loves me. It's same depth of love he has for his son that he has for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So ever you ask the Father in his name, he will give to you. Let this be your confidence. There are many believers lacking so many things in their life just because they've not asked God. And oh, how the heart of the Father yearns that his sons and daughters will come before him with requests would come before him with request. You need grace, ask him for it. You need mercy, ask him for it. You need wisdom, ask him for it. You need knowledge, ask him for it. Anything and everything, including material things too. The Bible says that he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. According to... Over there, Paul was not talking about spiritual things. He was talking about material things. He said, for I know my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Ask. 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 Hallelujah. I don't know why the Lord will want me to press on this today. Maybe it's because some of us need to have confidence to ask God. You're thinking about you're asking yourself, oh God, I don't know. You need, you, you need some finances for some project. Ask him. You know, sometimes before we go to God, in our minds, we estimate how is God going to answer this prayer. Maybe if you're going to do to this person, in our eyes, we don't see any possible means by which God will answer the prayer, so we don't. And by so doing, we limit God. Hallelujah. But today, I pray that may the limitation be lifted. Don't try to decide for God on how he should answer your prayer or how you think he's going to answer your prayer. Just ask him. That's what he's saying to you. Just ask him. You need finances for a project, ask him. You need finances for your school, ask him. Oh God, I need $500,000 for my school, for my medical school. I need $200,000 to complete my education, oh God. God, I need this, I need that. Oh God, I need a new apartment. God, I need this. Ask him, he is your father. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Hallelujah. Let God be God in your life. Hallelujah. Ask Him. And you know, one of the things that God gives us abundantly always is wisdom, as the scripture says. And the kind of wisdom He gives us is the wisdom by which we can live this faith life to the full. The wisdom of God teaches us the how to live the faith life. It teaches us the keys by which we can unlock the fullness of the blessings of this new life. 
Hallelujah. And one such wisdom is how to walk in faith. For the past weeks, we've been studying of, on faith from, you know, different angles and different dimensions, and we, 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 we've looked at it all. And we've said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. Impossible, totally impossible. We have said that to be recognized as righteous before God, you need to walk in faith. The righteous man is the man that walks in faith. We have said that. We studied that last week. The righteous man is the man that walks in faith. We have said that the just shall and must live by faith to be acceptable before the eyes of God. Today I want to show you something else which is called the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. The spirit of faith, which is very, very important in our faith walk. The spirit, there is a particular spirit of faith. And by spirit, I don't mean a ghost or an, uh, an apparition or something, no, but I mean an attitude. Here it is called attitude. Spirit here is attitude. What I mean is there is a particular attitude of faith. There is a way faith behaves. Hallelujah. The faith we have in Christ, there is a particular way it behaves. And that's what we want to learn today. If you do have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Second Corinthians chapter number four, verse thirteen. And that is how if this if this if if the faith of Christ is in your heart, it will cause you to behave in a certain way. We want to learn the behavior of faith, the attitude of faith. Hallelujah. The behavior and attitude of faith. Hallelujah. Masakapatose. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse thirteen. If you are there, say amen. Amen. If you're there, can you read who is there? Then it sounds like you are the only one who said amen, so it looks like you are there. <laughs> yeah. Can you read it for me please? Okay. I'm reading from the NIV version. The NIV version, okay. Yes. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. With mm. the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Hallelujah. This verse here, brethren, sums up the attitude or the character or the behavior, what we call the spirit of faith. Again, spirit here is not an apparition or a ghost or a spirit that's in the Holy Ghost or something like that. No. We are talking about the attitude of faith, how faith behaves. Here it says, it is written, or according as it is written, it says, I believed and therefore I spoke. That is the spirit of faith. It says, I believed and therefore I spoke. So Paul says, we also believe and therefore speak. Faith has a voice. Faith speaks. Hallelujah. I believed, therefore have I spoken. That is the spirit of faith. That is the behavior of faith. That is the character of faith. That is the attitude of faith. Faith believes and speaks and speaks and speaks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the attitude of faith. If you have the faith of Christ, you have this attitude. You believe and you speak. The man of faith is always speaking. And in a few minutes, we'll learn the, the, the kind of words he speaks. 
the man of faith is always speaking. He is never silent. He's never silent. He's a God. If you have if you had faith as little as a master seed, you shall say, If you had faith, you do what you shall say. If you had faith, you shall say. If you had faith, you shall say. The reason you are not saying is because there is no faith. If faith is there, it would propel you to speak. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the attitude of faith. Tell me your Bibles again to Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 6. Let's see what faith says. Faith speaks. What does it speak? What does it say? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 6. We are learning the spirit of faith, the attitude of faith, the character of faith. Hebrews 13, verse 6. Turn with me in your Bibles there quickly. Hebrews 13, 6. Manga so sabakonde masara. This is the wisdom of God unto us. And when we catch this, we'll be able to live our lives in victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Live our lives in victory. If you are there, say amen. Hebrews 13, 6. If you are there, say amen. Ben, Ben, you want to read it for me? Hebrews 13, 6. Now, I want you to... Ben, I want you to read it one by one. And I want you to really listen to what the Word of God is saying. Okay, Ben, go ahead. Okay. So we say with confidence, mm. the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What Hallelujah. What do to me? Hallelujah. Ben, read from verse 5 to verse 6. Read from verse 5 to verse 6. Okay. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Mm-hmm. And be content with what God with what you have because God mm-hmm. has said never will I then take it easy there. Because because what? God has said. Listen to this. Because God has, has said. said what has God said? Never will I leave you. Mm. Never will I forsake you. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Ben. So we say with confidence. Mm, ben, hold it there. It says, for God has said, so we say with confidence. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, what does faith speak? We said the attitude of faith is that it believes and speaks. The beginning point of what faith speaks is what God has said. He says that for God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, we confidently say. So faith hears what God has said, believes it, and also speaks the same thing confidently. If you read the King James, it says that God has said that we might Boldly say, The word of God, the spoken word of God, is what gives us boldness to speak that same thing. We rehearse the same thing God has said. That is what faith does. Faith believes God's word and speaks God's word. Faith believes God's word and speaks God's word. That is the attitude, the character, the behavior, the spirit of faith. And if that same spirit of faith is in you, as you have believed God's word, you will speak God's word. So when you hear a man speaking anything contrary to the word of God, he is not a man of faith. 
he does not yet he has not yet you know uh, he, he has not yet acquired the spirit of faith uh, he has not yet been oriented in the attitude and behavior of faith hallelujah speaks faith has a voice we know faith is like i said jesus said if you have faith you shall say so if faith is there you will say what will you say you will say what god has said he says he god has said that we might boldly say or say with confidence not just say but declare with confidence and with boldness hallelujah faith speaks and brethren, it's time to speak. Hallelujah. It's time to speak. Are we men of faith? Faith generation. That's our name. Faith generation. It's time to speak. Gabby and Carl, time to speak. Rebecca and Lorraine, it's time to speak. Men, it's Time to speak what God has said. When you wake up in the morning, you begin to rehearse the promises of God. You begin to speak the word of God. You begin to speak. God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So you also declare, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid of what any man can do to me. You boldly declare. You boldly declare. Your words. Your words very, very important. Very, very important. Hallelujah. Amen. This character of faith, it is the character of God himself. God speaks. In the beginning when God made man, the Bible says that he made man in his likeness and in his image. God is a speaking spirit. God created all animals in the birds of the air, the, the beasts of the field, and the fishes in the sea. None of them has the conscience to speak. They don't have the faculty of speech. They can't speak intelligible, I mean, you know, intelligible, uh, what do you call it, meaningful words that will cause things to happen. But you see, God made us in his image because he himself, he is a speaking spirit. So the original Hebrew translated translation there is that God made man after, after his own likeness as a speaking spirit. So we are speaking spirit. Hallelujah. We are speaking spirit. And Hebrews tells us, Hebrews chapter number, chapter number 11, it tells us that by faith, we understand that the world was created by the word of God. How was the world created? By the word of God. By the word of God. God spoke them into existence. God spoke. Hallelujah. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1 again, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Full stop. The Bible says, the next verse says, the earth was without form and void. How can God create something that is without form and void? It's not possible. You read the book of Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45 tells us what happened. Isaiah 45 verse 18 says, that For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, he is God, who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it to be empty. The Bible is saying that God did not create the earth to be empty. So when Genesis chapter 2 tells us that the earth was without form, without, without, without form and void, that is empty, it means something happened. And theologians tell us that the pre-Adamic era 
or the pre-Adamic world God had created was destroyed. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So the creation that we have is the recreation of the world, actually. And it's true. And how did God do? You go to the studio, the Bible says, and God said, and God did what? Said. Brother, what are you saying? What are you saying? That's the question. What are you saying? Jesus said that a man shall be justified or acquitted, shall be justified or condemned by the words of his mouth. What are you saying? Are you speaking the word of God? Or are you saying anything? What are you saying? Are you saying the words of this world? You watch the news and they, they, when they speak doubt and, and, and they speak they, they speak fear and they speak destruction and doom and gloom. Is that the words you're also speaking or you're speaking the words of hope and faith from the word of God? What are you saying? What are you saying? Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you something. You'll be surprised. Anything you say not consistent with the word of God, God calls it an evil report. <laughs> this is serious, brethren. We have to be very careful. Anything you say contrary to the word of God, anything you say that does not line up with God's word, anything you speak from your mouth that is not consistent with the word of God, as he has said, brethren, God calls it an Evil report. Hallelujah. Amen. If you do have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter number 14, verse 28. Numbers chapter number 14, verse 28. Now, the entire chapter of Numbers... That the entire chapter of Numbers chapter 14, actually beginning from 13 to 14, it tells us about how the Israelites were going, God, they were going in to possess the land of Canaan. And God had given it to them. God had given them the land of Canaan, and he sent out spies to go spy the land. They sent 12 spies to go spy the land. And the Bible says that when they went, they brought the fruit of the land. Hallelujah. The Bible says, God sent them, he sent them to go and check whether the land that they are going into is flowing with milk and honey. And it's true that it bears fruits and all that. And they went out, I'm just summarizing everything for you. They went out, they spied the land and indeed it, it was flowing with milk and honey and it was both fruit. They brought even part of some of the fruits. When they came back, the Bible said 10, you know the story, 10 of the spies, the Bible said they brought an evil report. This is what they said. The land we went to, it is indeed flowing with milk and honey. It is indeed flowing with milk and honey. And it has food. But also there are the Amalekites. <laughs> and then he said, they are the sons of Ak and they are giants. And he says, and we were like grasshoppers in their sight. Mm. He says, and we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And you know what happened? Caleb, who was of a different spirit, listen, the Bible says that, but Caleb was of a different spirit. What spirit was that? It means that Caleb was of a different attitude. What was the spirit of faith? Caleb said, 
if the Lord is pleased with it, according to the word of the Lord, let's go and possess the land at once for God is with us. Caleb believed God's word and he spoke the word of God. He and Joshua. And they silenced the people. They rent their clothes in pieces. But the ten, the ten spies, they were saying, the land devours its people. And listen to Numbers fourteen twenty eight. What God said in conclusion to everything that they, had, they were doing. Numbers fourteen twenty eight. Then read it for us. Okay. All right. This is the King James now. King James now. Yes. Say unto them, as mm. truly as I live, saith the Lord. Mm. He have spoken into my ears. So will I do to you. Hey, did you see that? He says, say unto them, this is what God is saying to us as believers. As truly as I live, and God will live forever, God will never die. He died and he rose again. And he's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. He says, as truly as I live, say the Lord. As you are spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. Hey, this is serious. We're saying that devours its inhabitants, so we can't possess it. They said we were like grasshoppers in their sight. God is giving you a land that has grapes and is filled with milk and honey, and you are saying you were like grasshoppers in their sight. Grasshoppers don't eat grapes, so God would not even send you there. Have you seen a grasshopper eating grapes before? So why should God send you there? So God says, okay, if you feel you are a grasshopper, then I will not take you there. Some of us will belittle ourselves too much. God has said that, yes, you can possess that PhD. You can get your doctorate. You can become a medical doctor. You can come to this height. You can possess this. You can possess that. You ask yourself, no, but I don't have this level of education. Yes, but God says you can still possess it. And you look at yourself and you belittle yourself and say, oh, no, 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 I can't come to that level. God says, oh, really? Okay, then you stay here. Let me tell you something. God works with you according to your faith. The people, you know what they said? He said, let us raise a captain for ourselves who will lead us back into Egypt. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, sometimes we read the way the Israelites behave eh, and we laugh at them. But funny enough, that is the same way we also behave. Was it not, the, was it not God who said, let us go, in, go into the land? If God knew that you go and you'd be defeated, and you can't possess it, why will he even send you? So your belief and your doubt is an indictment on the character of God. You are trying to say that God is intentionally putting you in the place of harm, so I'm running away. But what does the Bible say in Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the plans I have for you. There are no plans to do you harm. But to bring you to an expected end. God will never send you to a place of harm. God will never send you to a place to do you evil. He will send you to a place where you will be victorious. If God has said you should go, you should know that victories, victory and triumph is lying ahead of you. They said we're like grasshoppers. Don't belittle yourself. You may say, no, God has said you are a saint. You are saying, no, God, I'm a sinner. How could you then live the life of a saint? By faith, you should say, I'm a saint. 
just as the word of God has said, and live the life of a saint by faith. Hallelujah. Those things don't please God. I'm telling you, that kind of little mindset, you think it is humility. It is not humility. is accepting the word of God. Speaking the word of God. And living the word of God. Hallelujah. That's humility. Humility is not trying to believe, believe yourself. Like this song we sing. I am no worthy, holy Lord. That I shall come to you. And you know when we sing it, then we shed some small tears. <laughs> that was the centurion who was saying, I'm not worthy. But you, the Bible says that he made us worthy in Christ. That's what the Bible says. He says he has made us ready. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And he has made us, he has qualified us and made us meet to be inheritors, to be inheritors in the kingdom of life. He has made that, meaning God has qualified you. Why are you still thinking you are not qualified when he has qualified you? This is what aches the heart. It makes God angry. God was angry. You know what? Actually, God said to Moses, leave me and let me destroy these people. That was the extent of God's anger. And Moses said to him, oh God, you can't do that. I mean, when you do that, then all the Amalekites and the Amorites and the Jebusites will say, this God, he could not help his own people. He brought them out to destroy them. Moses was a very good intercessor. <laughs> he knew how to, you know, he knew how to use the word of God to intercede. Powerful intercessor Moses. God said, that, allow me to destroy these people and make you yourself, your name great. That is a serious revelation there about intercession. God said, allow me. That means that Moses was holding, was, Moses was the one preventing God from doing what he was doing. As an intercessor, you can hold back. You can't God said, allow me. God, God is saying, allow me. Meaning God is tied. He can't do it until Moses gives him permission. That's serious. Then Moses said, listen, listen, God, you can't do that. You can't. Ah, why? But God was so angry. God was so angry at the people. They wanted to go back. He says, okay, whatever you have said in my ear, that is the same thing I will do to you. You are going through a situation. Whatever you say, that is what will happen. Whatever you say, that is what God will do. Whatever you say, that is what God will do. That's why I say, let the weak say, I am what, weak? Is that what the Bible says? He said, let the weak say, I am what? Strong. Let the poor say, I am what? Rich. That's what the Bible says. Don't be afraid to say it. We have listened to messages that have made us belittle ourselves so much. We feel as though when we stand confidently in the word of God, we are being proud. You are not being proud. You are actually being humble. You are accepting what God has said because it is by grace. Hallelujah. This is how you fast in the grace of God. You did not deserve it. Christ has made you deserving of it. Hallelujah. That is what has happened. Yeah. Faith speaks. What does he speak? He speaks the word of God. Caleb was of a different spirit. He had the attitude of faith. He said, let us go up at once. Hallelujah. 
And to them saying, go up at once. If God has said it, go up at once. If God has spoken it, go up at once. If God has said it, believe it and also behave the word. Believe the word, behave the word, speak the word. God has said that you might boldly say, be careful of the things you are saying. You are getting God angry. Hallelujah. Amen. God angry. God was the only reason why the Israelites who were destroyed in the desert and did not reach the promised land, the only reason they did not reach the promised land was because they murmured against God. They spoke an evil report against God. That was the only reason. They were complaining. The Bible says, do all things without memory nor complaining. Do all things without memory nor complaining. That's what the Bible says to us. That means do all things in faith, speaking what God has said. Oh, brethren, when you wake up in the morning, speak what God has said. Even in the presence of the seemingly, you know, bad situation, speak the word of God. 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 The man of faith is always speaking the word of God. He does not consider the things that is happening around him. He does not consider the evil that is going on around him. He always speaks the word of God. He does not say what they are saying on CNN. He does not say what they are saying on BBC. He does not say the report of the, 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 what the economists are saying about it. He does not say, he says, he does not say what the politicians but he speaks the word of God hallelujah that is the man of there was a time that I would say there was great famine in the land there was great famine in the land that you know cow's dung a cow's dung was being sold for almost about five shekels or something like that and the Bible says that people were killing their children and they were eating. And the king was so worried and so torn apart, he tore his clothes into pieces. And the prophet of God came. Hallelujah. You know, in those days, when the prophet of God shows up, you know something wonderful is about to happen. Or something terrible is about to happen. The prophet of God showed up. And he said, tomorrow by this time, the moment the prophets of God declared tomorrow by this time, you know, the man who was like the economic minister for that state with the king, he said, no, 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 that cannot happen. You know what the prophet said to him? He said to him, you will see it, but you will not taste of it. <laughs> and the next day, by that same time, the economy of that country had changed. And the Bible says that people were rushing into the rushing into the city and they trampled over that man and he died. Brethren, what are you saying? Are you believing the word of God? Are you speaking the word of God or not? When you are pushed to the wall by seemingly unpleasant situations, what comes out of your mouth? I'm finished. I'm dead. You are truly dead. I'm finished. Nothing good will come out of it. I don't know. I don't think I can do this. Any. That would be your story. Remember what he says? As you have spoken into my ears, that will I do. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah, and they spoke one to another, and God heard them, and God recorded. God is recording the things you are saying. God is recording the things you are saying. Hallelujah. What are you saying? What are you saying? 
Manda Faith, there is a particular spirit of faith that as believers we have to live by. It's an attitude of faith. As the faith believes and speaks the word of God, God has said that we might boldly say. The Bible says that we are ensnared by the words of our mouth. Sometimes most of the problems that we are going through is because of the words of our own mouth. The words of our own mouth. Some of us, we have changed our own miracle. We have changed our own blessing by the words of our mouth. Sometimes the blessing is so close to you. By the words of your mouth, you drive it far away. Hallelujah. The words of your own. Listen, God does not take pity and say, oh, my daughter is soft. So it doesn't. Be very careful when you are going to trouble the things you say. When you are in pain, be very careful the things you say. Be very careful. Because, you see, you... God is not going to say, oh, she was in pain. That's why she said it. He said, whatever you say, that's what I will do to you. <laughs> that's what he will do to you. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what he will do to you. Whatever you say. You are where you are now because of the things you've been saying. Your life is the way it is because of the things you've been saying. Your faith walk is the way it is because of the things you've been saying. What have you been saying as a believer? Have you been confessing the word of God? The Bible says that let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Hold fast to the profession of your faith. Faith has an attitude. It speaks God's word. It claims God's word. It declares God's word. It prophesies. Is it not? It's no. That is. It's no strange thing that when you receive the Holy Ghost, what the first thing the Holy Ghost does in your life what comes upon you. You speak in tongues and you do what you prophesy. You speak with tongues and you prophesy. You speak with tongues and you prophesy. When the Holy Ghost comes, the first thing the Holy Ghost takes charge of is your tongue. The first thing the Holy Ghost takes charge of in your life is your tongue. You speak with tongues. Do you know the tongue when you speak in tongues? Do you know what you are doing? You are speaking the word of God. And you prophesy. When you prophesy, it is declaring the word of God. That's the first thing the Holy Ghost does in your life. That's to tell you how important your words are. How important your words are. The Bible says that your entire life is driven by your tongue. The tongue is like the rudder of a ship. It directs your life. It directs the course of your life. Bringing your word, your word. Be careful the things you say. Only speak God's word. Only speak God's word. Only speak God's word. Only speak the word of God. When you are weak, don't say I'm weak. Say I am strong. He said, let the weak say I'm strong. <laughs> let the weak say. And you see, faith is not a denial. Sometimes we misunderstand this. Faith is not a denial of the fact. The fact is, I am weak in my body. It's true. It's a fact. I recognize it. But faith is denying the fact, the ability to control my life and the outcome of my life. So I know you are there, but I deny you the ability to control my life. Hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes, you know, a lot of people say, oh, let us be real. What could be more real than the word of God, brethren? Tell me. 
As a believer, your reality is the word of God. Keep speaking it until the word becomes your reality. The Bible says, if the clouds be full of rain, they'll pour themselves down. As you are speaking, you are forming clouds over your head. You are creating an atmosphere over your head. Very soon, they will pour down upon you like rain. The things you have been saying, they will come upon you like rain. Hallelujah. Sometimes it is raining trouble in your life and all of that. Not because the devil is attacking you, because of some things you said. <laughs> they are just, the, the clouds are full and they are pouring themselves down. Sometimes you, you've been speaking blessings. And all of a sudden, like blessings coming all over your life because of things you've been saying. Brother. What are you saying? Hallelujah. Tonight we've learned that faith has an attitude. It speaks. What does it speak? It speaks the word of God. God has said that I might boldly say, Hallelujah. That means that I must first of all receive the word of God. Receive the word of God. Believe it, behave it, and speak it. Hallelujah. 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 We give God praise tonight. We give God glory. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the spirit tonight. Lift up your voice, begin to pray and, and, and begin to speak the word of God. Begin to speak the word of God tonight in the name of Begin to speak some blessings into your own life. Begin to speak some blessings into your own life. Begin to speak the word of God in your own life. The word of God in your own life. God's word in your own life.